Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I am here to bring you the post-game show off yet another disappointing Bundesliga performance for Bayern Munich. This one was tough. This one was really tough. The Bavarians were outworked, outhustled, and outplayed by FC Augsburg from the outset of this match. It only took one goal to do the job. Augsburg would win 1-0. Bayern again looked out of sync offensively. And one really poor defensive lapse cost them. And it had nothing to do with the back line. Uh, the defensive lapse this week came courtesy of Leroy Sané and Yashua Kimmich, from what I could see. We'll get into that in a little bit. But let's get this one moving by just giving you the rundown of how things occurred. <sighs> you could tell from the opening whistle that FC Augsburg was determined that they had uh, just an incredible energy level and that they were playing with just a fierce desire to win the match. And it wasn't just about protecting how they looked on their home field or it wasn't about trying to take advantage of what looked to be a wounded Bayern Munich. No, Augsburg looked like they wanted to come out and take the fight right at Bayern, and they did. And it was a huge credit to Augsburg to fight through the first half, it was scoreless. But if you had to look at things, you had to say there were a couple of things that really stood out. Energy is the key word for Augsburg. They were physical. They fought for everything. They didn't just sit back and try and absorb everything Bayern Munich was going to, to throw at them. They did try and go punch for punch with Bayern. And they were successful in it. Now, listen, they didn't score in the first half there, but they outplayed Bayern. And and while the Bavarians did get a few good chances, Augsburg just had something <laughs> that you couldn't quite put a finger on. You couldn't quite quantify it with any kind of stat, but they looked like they were hungry and they played like it. And if I had to award anything for the first half, I would have said Augsburg won the first half by far. They were the better, more energetic team. Second half started pretty much the same way, although Augsburg was a little bit slower. It looked like maybe they had contemplated things at halftime. Maybe they were going to start to sit back a little bit and preserve themselves for the stretch run in the match. But then all of a sudden, things started to break for them. And in the 59th minute, Augsburg was awarded a free kick. And this is where the mess starts for Bayern Munich. Free kick goes up. Iago breaks free from Leroy Sané just by being more physical. Sané could have toughed it out, could have fought him physically a little bit harder, but ultimately didn't make the extra effort to prevent Iago from doing anything. Iago played the ball centrally to Mergen Barisha, who Yashua Kimmich, from what I could see on the video replay, lost while the free kick was going on. I don't know if Kimmich was expecting a center back to pick up Barisha, but the center backs were occupied. And Yashua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka were standing there watching as runners went into the box. And from what I could see, it was Kimmich's man. Now, there may be something technical with the team in terms of how they were marking that free kick, whether it was a mix of zonal marking and man marking or if it was straight zonal. It was tough to tell. But what happened was either way was that uh, there were too many runners into the box for the back line to handle. And seeing Kimmich just watching uh Barisha run free there was was very disappointing 
I don't know if he got just got caught watching the game. I don't know, like I said, if it was something strategic with how they were defending that free kick. But either way, it was pretty much a waltz into the box for Barisha, who, if you remember, gave Byron some trouble back when he was a member of Red Bull Salzburg in the Champions League a couple of seasons ago. But I, Barisha was able to make good on it. He was efficient and took advantage of really a wide open opportunity. So Good for FC Augsburg in the 59th minute there. They took the 1-0 lead. And at that point, you had hoped that Bayern would start to ramp things up, would start to feel that pressure, would start to play with a little more urgency. And in some ways, they did. Uh, in the 62nd minute, however, we saw Nagelsmann start to really try and shift to that focus as we saw Serge Gnabry come on for Nusar Mizrawi. In the 69th minute, we saw Marcel Sabitzer come in for Goretzka. And while I'm not going to run down uh, the Augsburg subs because they had, uh, you know, they had used four subs uh, in the second half there, I did do want to dive a little bit into the Bayern subs. As when Sabitzer came on for Goretzka, I felt like it was almost an admission that Nagelsmann wanted to see Kimmich moving forward and playing a little more offensive, but needed some extra stability in the match. I thought Goretzka was okay. I didn't think he had a bad match by any means. I thought, you know, he had gotten off some shots. He had, I thought, played a decent match. Uh, I don't think the substitute had anything, uh, the substitution had anything really to do with him uh, as much as it had to do with perhaps just providing a little bit more stability uh, in the event that Kimmich wanted to go forward. And while, (laughs) while we're talking about Kimmich, aside of uh, what may have been a a really hard defensive lapse by him. I thought he was also very good in the match. In fact, I thought he was uh, maybe Bayern's best player, uh, but uh, didn't really matter much in this match because Bayern ended up losing. Anyway, 69th minute, Sabitzer comes on for Goretzka. Still not much going on. Bayern's generating some chances, but they're really inefficient. Uh, I, I... inefficiency, and we will talk about this in a little bit as well, uh, has been the story of this Bayern attack, and they're just not making good on all of their chances. Uh, it's, 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 not, it's not great right now. <laughs> we can leave it at that until we dive into it. Uh, 78th minute, Eric Maxim Chupomoting comes on for Sadio Mane, and Josip Stanisic comes on for Musiala. Mane, I thought, was largely ineffective, Didn't had another really lackluster game. I don't know what's with him. Is it a slump? Is he not comfortable? Something is off with him right now. He just doesn't look like he's uh, really working well within the way the attack is supposed to function. And we did see this week that Didi Haman, who I, I know that a lot of people dismiss a lot of what he says. Um, you know, he, he is a pundit through and through these days. But, you know, he said he doesn't think that Mane is fully integrated in the squad yet. He essentially said he doesn't look comfortable. And I think today's match really does justify what Haman said there. Um, Mane just doesn't look like that relentless attacking presence uh, that he did in the opening week. So it's not to say he can't get back there. It's not to say that he's a bad player. He's not. Something's going on though. And we've seen, you know, different players go through this kind of funk over the years uh, right now, Mane just appears to be either battling himself or just battling some things that are off within his match. For Musiala, he's always dangerous. He's always a threat. For the second game in a row, though, I will say that defensively, there were some things I did not like seeing from him. 
And these are probably some of the things that coaches over the past couple of years have seen that that maybe fans uh, have not uh, noticed during the, the games as much. But this is maybe a reason why he hasn't played as much as people like me have been clamoring for. Uh, I thought there were just a couple of, of poor decisions defensively for Musiala. Uh, nothing that hurt the team necessarily. Uh, nothing that resulted in a goal, of course. But uh, I do think he's got to to be a little bit more mature defensively, make better decisions uh, in front of his own goal. And uh, hopefully he can start to learn from some of the things that he's he's done wrong. But offensively, he was one of the more consistent threats. He's always moving. He's always making good, hard runs, diagonal runs in the box. He's always looking to, to work combinations with teammates. Um, he really is the lifeblood of the offense at this point. So, uh, you know, it, it was not a bad effort by him, uh, from him by any means. Uh, as we got to the end of regulation, Marcel Sabitzer did have a chance to to tie the match in the 89th minute as a ball squirted free to him uh, near the top of the box, but his shot went just wide. But the biggest key uh, to Augsburg clinching the victory came in extra time right before the final whistle. Uh, Manuel Neuer, of all people, got his head on an attempt. And Rafael Gikowicz, who is uh, Gikowicz, who was really the star of the match. I, I don't think you would argue, find anyone that would argue that he was the meister of the match, maybe the meister of the match day in, in the whole Bundesliga, made just a phenomenal save on Neuer. He had no right saving it. Uh, Neuer should have, should have gotten a goal there, but the Polish goalkeeper was really just, he was on point. It was very Jan Summer-esque. And uh, he made an incredible save on Neuer. And that's essentially how the game ended. It was, you know, just a really, really disappointing showing from Bayern Munich. And now I think it's it's time to really start to dive into what are some of the things that are going wrong and all that. But before I, I, I just sprint headfirst into what's wrong with Bayern, I do want to just say a couple of things about Augsburg and their effort. And and I started off this podcast by talking about the energy level and the desire, just how great it was. And it was, it was really impressive to watch. This team was prepared. They were ready and they did not concede anything to Bayern Munich in terms of Bayern being this great team. Augsburg was there for a fight. They played physical and they were feisty and they were hungry for the three points and they got their three points. As far as Rafael Gikovic went, what a performance, just so, so good, made several tremendous saves. It's amazing that Bayern Munich is is running into goalkeepers who are really just reaching the top of their respective games. But uh, just uh, you can't say enough about the job that Gikovic did. He was just incredible. And I think that, yeah, he was a big difference in the match. It's a, it's a shame for Bayern Munich that they could not find a way to get past him, but it was a well-deserved three points from, from FC Augsburg. This was clearly a product of Augsburg winning the game and not Bayern Munich. So I want to be very clear about that before uh, I start diving into Bayern Munich and what is going wrong with them. So let's just get right to it now. Uh, let's start with Bayern's attack. Uh, the word I would use to describe Bayern Munich at this point is extremely inefficient. I think they are creating opportunities. Uh, yes, sometimes they do get too pretty. Sometimes they try and make the extra pass. Sometimes they try and make the pass that will look good on a highlight reel and not, maybe not the one that was the best choice for uh, an attempt on goal. It's inefficient. 
it, it's not syncing up. The players don't look like they're fully comfortable with each other at all times. And there's been a, a lack of precision. Uh, I, I feel like there's either a miscommunication in how the players are reading each other or the moves that they're going to make. And we've seen passes go awry. We've seen errant passes that miss a mark. It has not been a very fluid situation, even in the games that Bayern has won against Inter Milan and FC Barcelona in the Champions League. This has not been a good, consistent attacking offense. This is this is a an attack that looks like it's missing something. Uh, yeah, it would be real easy to point to. Yeah, they're missing a striker, you moron. <laughs> they're, miss, they're missing Robert Lewandowski. And, and while that may be true, we have seen that this particular set of players can work together, that they can attack in sync and they can be a consistent threat. We haven't seen it lately and it's been extremely disappointing. I've been calling for Thomas Muller to shoot more and I'm still going to call for that after this match. Muller, I thought was one of the more effective offensive players for Bayern Munich, largely based on what his decisions were on the ball and what he did off the ball. But I don't think he was great by any means. Um, Leroy Sané, I, I felt like was wasteful with his chances. I thought Serge Gnabry, uh, tried to to come in and impact the offense and was okay in doing so. Sadio Mane, as I as I talked about, is is scuffling right now. And while Jamal Musiala is is always a threat, uh, he has also not been as efficient as you would like to see with his opportunities as well. So this this offense right now is not looking good. Uh, they are creating chances, but they are having trouble with finishing. They're having trouble really linking up for uh, those great plays in within the box. It, it has been tough to watch at times because you can see that there's something there, but we're not seeing it work its way to completion. And we're not seeing goals like we should be seeing. This is not a team that should be getting shut out. This is not a team that should be getting held to one or even two goals in most games. But right now there's something not working. And Nagelsmann has to get his thinking cap on. He has to take his big video board on the training grounds. And he has to figure it out because it, 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 right now it's nice to say, oh, it's just, it's just a draw or, hey, this is one of those losses that happens over the course of the season. Yes, that's all true, but it's not good right now. It, it's not. And let's be honest. It's time to call a spade a spade with this. The offense is out of sync. The coach does not look like he's got a solution for it at this point. And yeah, some of the players are underperforming. So how is he going to manage this? How is he going to get things back on track? Is he going to keep tinkering and and moving the formation around? Is he going to keep mixing and matching players? Is that all working? Because right now it doesn't look like it is. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of rotation. And there's not a lot of players in sync out on the pitch. And unfortunately, I think we're seeing the byproduct of the pressures of having a big squad having to try and play those players and get them the requisite playing time that they think they deserve, but not really having an idea how to really make it all meld together. And I think it right now, Nagelsmann is struggling with that himself and he's never going to admit that the players are never going to admit they don't feel a hundred percent in sync on the pitch, but I do think that's what's happening. As far as the midfield goes in this game, I don't have much of a problem with how Kimmich and Goretzka played and even Sabitzer when he came on. Augsburg was very physical. I thought the midfield did its job in holding up to it. I was extremely disappointed in the defensive coverage on the goal by Kimmich, but 
again, I don't want to crush him too much because I don't know what the strategy was there or what the, the, the defensive coverage was there. What I will say though, is it was very disheartening to watch the replay and to see him standing there watching Barisha run into the box freely. So I did not like that, but overall from how they played within the match, I thought Kimmich and Goretzka did quite well. Defensively, I, I didn't have much of an issue with the center back tandem. I, I don't think that that Delict or Upamakana were bad. I thought they had strong showings. I did not think that the outside backs were were terrific on the day. Um, Israeli was okay. Davies was okay. Again, Davies lost possession. 15 times in this match, which is, it's starting to become a big problem with me. And I understand that he loses possession uh, a lot of times in the offensive end uh, when he's trying to make something happen. And I get that. But Davies has also not been the type of player that is always busting it back defensively. And there was an instance in this match where Davies got caught up and Augsburg nearly sprung on a break, but they couldn't take advantage of it because they had an errant pass of their own. So uh, I do want to see better consistency and better decision-making from Davies. I think obviously he's got a world of potential, but it's not really uh, showing in its full self over the course of the game, because while he is doing some good things offensively, I think his defensive work sometimes uh, leaves something to be desired. So um, not super thrilled with the outside back pairings, although I, I thought Delict was good. I thought Upamakano was good. Um, the players that, to me, really struggled the most in this match were, were Sadio Mane, and I did not think Leroy Sané was good, but I think that had mostly to do with his inefficiency with his opportunities. Um, yeah, so if you're a Bayern fan right now, you're probably a little bit pissed off. Uh, you're probably a lot unhappy. Uh, it's not good. It's not easy. And frankly, it's it's not acceptable. Uh, this is the fourth consecutive league game where Bayern has failed to pick up three points. Obviously, as they were scuffling through those draws, you could look at certain things like looking ahead to Champions League matches, working through rotations, etc. This was a match that was set up for Bayern to win. And it just looks like right now that there's no alignment between the coaching staff and the players on what exactly they should be doing and what exactly is the best manner to proceed forward, either with a formation or with the roles in the formation. Uh, so right now, I do think that at this point, the players deserve a good chunk of the blame because they're not going out there and winning matches on the pitch. All right. That a fact is a fact. The players have not been good enough in the Bundesliga matches of late. The coaching has also not been good enough. It seems like Nagelsmann is willing to let things play out. He's willing to try and take these games as an opportunity to learn what he has in the team. And maybe that's the right approach here earlier in the early in the season. Maybe that's what he needs. Maybe he just wants to hang close enough to the top of the table to be able to be within striking distance to make a run. Uh, starting in February at, at the league crown. And maybe he needs all of this to really get to know what he has on the roster, how they work together to be prepared for that final stretch of the season. But right now it's tough to stomach. If you're a Bayern Munich fan, it's not easy to watch because you can see that they should be so much better than they are right now. And it makes no sense that they can come out and fend off an extremely good FC Barcelona squad in the champions league 
and then meet up with Augsburg and, and really, in many cases, be out hustled and not play with as much urgency or energy as they did. It was a disappointing showing in a lot of ways. And I know there are a lot of people that are going to say, well, you got to look at the positives of this. There are a lot of it's still early in the season. They're still learning about the team. No, at some point, players have to make plays. Coaches have to make good decisions. And it wasn't good enough today. And that's that is the bottom line with how this match played out. Huge credit to Augsburg. Again, if you're looking at this from a Bundesliga perspective, this is a great thing for the Bundesliga. From a Bayern Munich perspective, things are are snowballing a little bit in terms of poor play, and, and that needs to stop. The players need to accept some responsibility for the decisions they're making on the pitch. They need to be better, and the coach needs to, to really get himself together and figure out a way to move forward so that Bayern can get back on the winning track. This is not the way to enter the international break. Uh, in some ways, maybe it's a good thing that Bayern is able to take a step back, clear its mind as a squad, focus on some other things, and then come back fresh. Maybe that's the best thing. I don't know. But right now, it's simply put, it's not good enough on any level within the club. And that's about all we have for this post-game episode. Hopefully that's a shot of <laughs> a reality for your weekend. I try to be optimistic uh, as optimistic as possible as I can on these, but man, it, it is, uh, it's tough. I don't expect that this is a, going to be a bad season for Bayern Munich by any means. This is one of those stretches where the team is not playing up to its capability. And it's tough when, when they go through this and you have to watch and try and problem solve with them as they work through it. But, uh, it's, it's not good enough. That's just about all we can say. You can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Tommy Adams at Tommy Adams 71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get all of our writers and podcasters on the site. Please check out all of our post game coverage. We will have our match awards. I know it's hard to imagine there will be many deserving players of that. We will have our observations, which I personally can't wait to read. And then we'll have all of the reactions coming from players and coaches. Uh, we'll get those written up as well. So stick with us. Uh, you know, hey, vent your comments. Uh, let us know how you feel, uh, either with the comments on this podcast post or within any of our other posts. We want to hear your reaction to this because, believe me, uh, we're not the only ones that are a little bit perturbed about how this all played out. So try and enjoy the rest of your weekend. I know it's going to be tough, but uh, hey. This is uh, all uh, part of the roller coaster ride that is a Bundesliga season for Bayern Munich. Have a couple of beers, forget about this, and we will see you next time. <laughs>